Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater. And today we're going to be talking about my journey back to the stage. So I am competing again this year. Some of you guys know that. Some of you guys probably have no idea. I know I've hinted at it in a couple previous episodes, but I have officially picked a show. And today I kind of just want to update you guys on where I'm at with that, how I'm feeling, how my body's responding, and just bring you along on the prep journey because prepping for a show is definitely a journey. There's always ups and downs along the way. And I'm hoping to kind of do a little prep update episode every about four weeks or so. But before we get into the goods and all of everything that I want to talk about when it comes to competition prep, we are running a giveaway on social media right now. So if you do head over to my Instagram page, there is the opportunity for you to win a eight-week customized training plan. So if you head over to at Nyfina on my personal Instagram and or my business page at Cut and Conquer Fitness. There's going to be there's a little reel up. So video, there's instructions on how to enter in the video as well as in the caption. It's on both of my pages. So if you are following, you probably can't miss it. And myself and my team are going to be customizing a program for the winner. And we're going to be selecting someone who has a really powerful, strong why. That's something we've been driving home to our clients lately. And that's what I also want to talk about in this episode is what actually made me want to compete again? Why am I doing it? Because it's been six years, over six years since I was last on stage. If you guys have been listening since the beginning, in the first couple episodes of the podcast, I did talk a lot more about my experience as like a competitive bodybuilder. So my very first show I did back in 2016. From there, I did qualify for provincials. I competed again in 2017. And then I basically took like a six-year off-season, let's say. And I guess before we get into it all, For those of you who maybe don't know anything about the competition world, you have no idea what a bodybuilding show is, there is a lot to it. And to be honest, I've been out of the competition world for a few years now, and there's been quite a few changes since I last competed. But essentially, there are different classes and different categories. So if you're thinking of competing, you're going to want to select the category that you kind of fit the look of or that you really like the look of. So of course, there's like bodybuilding, which is the most jacked muscular category. You have your physique, which is one level down from bodybuilding. And then you also have figure and then wellness for women and then bikini. So that's kind of like the women's, the men's are slightly different again. And basically, the goal of the show is to get as lean and shredded as possible, depending on your category. You do want to fit the mold of what the judges are looking for when it comes to your category or your division, I think it's actually called. And of course, you want to maintain as much muscle 
as you can. And if you do know anything about fitness, when you are cutting body fat, maintaining your muscle and or building muscle can be pretty tricky. So it's there's definitely an art to it. And it is generally very taxing on the body. There's a lot of physical stress that comes along with it and a lot of discomfort, a lot of hunger, a lot of fatigue. But as much as I like to be full of energy, that's kind of what I like about it is it kind of just like can break you down and show you what you're really made out of. Now, with that being said, competition prep is not something to take lightly. It's definitely not something that's going to be something you want to dive into if you haven't built your metabolism up to a good place because you want to be able to diet on as many calories as possible. You want to be in a good headspace. You want to have really the least amount of stress in your life as possible. Now, that's not to say you can't have any stress in your life because y'all know I have a lot of stress in my life at times, just being a coach and running my company and having a family and and all the stuff that I always have going on. But it's not really something you want to do if you're going to be traveling or you have a very high stress event in your life. Again, definitely probably not something I would recommend if you struggle with binge eating or if you have significant body image issues because ultimately you're getting on stage, you're practically naked, you're standing up there and you're being compared and judged against other women. And as much as I want to (laughs) win and as much as I mean, everyone goes into it wanting to win and wanting to do well, you absolutely have to be doing it for yourself because it is a subjective sport. And the judges might not like the color of your suit. They might not like the way you did their your hair that day. And not the the person on stage with the best physique doesn't always win because there's so much that goes into it when it comes to posing and your presentation and, and all of that stuff. So because of the subjectivity around it, you have to be doing it for yourself. You have to be doing it for the right reasons. If if you want to have really any chance in your prep to come out feeling good and to make sure you also don't have a really intense rebound because that happens to a lot of competitors. I've been disciplined enough in the past and lucky enough to have a very strong mindset and support coming out of my show that I've never had a really bad rebound post-show. I've only competed twice before, but I've reverse dieted very successfully both times and that is my plan again. So now that we kind of got that out of the way. Why am I competing? Why am I doing it again? And it's funny because my first show I ever did, it went well, considering I was started prep back in 2015. I wasn't a certified trainer then. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just following along and I did quite well. My second show, I honestly rushed it too much. My body wasn't responding the way it had the last year. I was like confused. Why isn't my body responding? I personally think looking back, I was my my coach was pushing my body too hard because it just ultimately wasn't responding. There wasn't really much more cardio I could do. There wasn't really much more we could cut out of my diet. And I probably shouldn't have stepped on stage for that second show. And after that, it kind of just left like a bitter taste in my mouth towards competing. And I was like, I'm not stepping on stage again unless like I know I'm fucking winning or like I know I have a strong ass chance of winning. So I knew I also had to build up my legs. My legs were always my weak point. And so I took six freaking years and I built up my legs. Now, why right now? Like, why did I choose right now to start this journey? And the answer is honestly, because <laughs> most of you who know me are probably going to think I'm crazy, but I felt like I was getting complacent. I felt like I've been training decently hard for the last six years. I've been eating pretty good for the last six years. But I haven't really done fuck all. Like, let's be honest. 
basically when it comes to my own fitness journey, I'm just kind of coasting through life, doing good, cutting a little bit, going back into a surplus, kind of maintaining, putting on muscle. And don't get me wrong, I have been putting in the work, especially when it comes to growing my legs. Like I've been busting my ass growing my legs, but I really just want to level up. I really just want to see what I'm made out of and showcase the hard work that I have been putting in for the last six years. Also, as you guys know, I had a significant injury back in April 2021, and I had to stop training for close to six months. And then it took me another three months to kind of ease myself back into it. So I lost about nine months of training. And then I have and still even to this day have like this subconscious fear of re-injury, even though I didn't injure myself in the gym, I injured myself literally falling. But because of that injury, I feel like my training just hasn't been where I want it to be. And then that if you've ever had an injury, you'll know like that subconscious fear of re-injury. And the fact that I was in so much physical pain, I just have this like subconscious fear of never wanting to feel that pain again. But in saying that, I know that I'm almost using that as an excuse. And even though it's valid, I really just want to like break through the limitations I have for myself. Not to mention the fact that I do train really freaking hard. I do meal prep every single week. I do eat clean 90% of the time. And it's almost like I'm doing 70% of the work already. So what I might as well push it and gain that, put that extra 30% of work in to push my physique to the limit, right? Why just keep going through life doing what I'm comfortable doing, even though it's, it's uncomfortable, trust me. And when I'm training, I'm, I'm pretty much dying, but I want to take it to the next level. So obviously met with my coach. We talked about everything to do with the show, what show I want to do, what division I want to compete in and my plan as of now. And again, this could change because if you've ever prepped or know anything about prep, things can always change. But I'm planning on doing two divisions, which isn't common, I would say, because when it does come to bodybuilding, genetics do play a role. And most people will have a genetic build that will fit one category or division or another. But for me, I love the look of wellness. I love it. Genetically, I do not have the body type for wellness. I just do not have it. Genetically, I have the body type for figure. And I also like have this soft spot in my heart for figure because I think those girls look amazing and like so muscular and so feminine. And I have nothing against bikini, but I just would never, I don't think I would ever compete in that category. I feel like there's so many variables and there's so many girls that compete in it. And I have absolute the most respect for all of them because it's its own beast on its own, but it's just not something that I'm interested in. But I love wellness because you all know I love big legs. I love big full glutes. It just looks so beautiful to me. That's kind of the look I've been training for for the past six years. But I also know that I have fantastic lats. I know that my back is my strength and it would be such a shame and a disservice to myself to also not compete in figure. So basically this show, I really just want to get the judges feedback as to what category should I do moving forward because I don't really know. And even my coach was like, you have the lower body for wellness. And I was like, do I like, do I, because I still see myself as having small legs and small glutes, even though I know that I don't, I still see it that way. And he's like, yeah, like you totally do. But we're going to see because I know also when I cut down and I start getting really lean, my lower body is typically the first thing to completely shrink. So as of now, (laughs) 
the plan is to do both divisions. Now, with that, of course, comes a little bit of extra work because I have to learn the posing and the presentations for both categories. When I competed last, both shows, 2016, 2017, I competed in figure. So I do know how to pose for figure. However, there's been little changes since then. But for the most part, it's the same. The quarter turns are pretty much the same. And even though I hadn't posed for like six years, I picked it up pretty quick. Wellness, on the other hand, (laughs) is a lot like bikini posing. And even though, in my opinion, like the physique of bikini isn't doesn't do anything for me personally, I admire the posing that they do because it looks so fluid. It looks so flowy. It looks so beautiful and feminine. And if you guys know me, that's not me. (laughs) Like I'm not feminine. I'm not flowy. I'm very rigid. I'm very intense. I'm very structured. And figure posing is more like that, although it's a little more on the graceful side, but it's definitely not like that sassy outgoing attitude. Whereas bikini so much of it is stage presence and and wellness is very much like that. So I've been practicing my wellness posing and I'm really impressed with myself because I think I'm doing pretty damn good, but it does not come naturally to me. But that's all the more reason why I need to push through it and I need to keep going and I need to prove to myself that I can do it. Because that's what I'm always telling my clients to do. Like, just because you feel resistance towards something, just because something is new does not mean that you can't overcome it, does not mean that you can't do it. And trust me, when I have my heels on and I'm trying to embrace this inner wellness bitch, (laughs) it does not feel authentic to me, but I will dial it in. So I'm hoping when I get on the podcast for the next little prep update that I'm like, hell yeah, my wellness posing is flowing and sexy and I got it. But right now my figure posing is pretty dialed in. Like when I hit those figure poses, I'm like, damn, like you got this. When I hit the wellness poses, not going to lie, I'm a little bit shaky, (laughs) literally a little shaky. Now, when it comes to like the actual training and the actual diet part of my prep. So my coach is fantastic. I've been working with him for several years, not competing just for kind of like lifestyle stuff and not going to lie, my training, which is funny because everyone who competes, everyone talks about the diet, everyone talks about the nutrition. Oh my God, I'm so hungry, all this stuff. And I also came into this with a really strong mind and a really strong head in terms of like, I am going to be grateful for every single challenge that comes up. I'm going to be grateful for the discomfort that I experience because I know it's going to be uncomfortable. Like I'm going to lean into every single challenge and I'm going to allow them to make me stronger. The hunger that I feel like I'm going to allow, I'm going to allow myself to sit in it and I'm going to grow from that hunger. So I really primed my head to be in a good spot. So I do think that that is largely contributing to the fact that the diet, not going to lie, has been fucking easy for me up until this point. And it's still pretty easy. Now, when I say it's pretty easy, if you take like a typical person off the street and throw them into the diet I'm doing right now, they would probably die. But your mind is so powerful, you guys. You can convince yourself of every anything and your your mind is always going to want to give out before your body physiologically has to. So if you can control your mind, you can literally do anything. Having said that, the training has actually been a lot more challenging for me than the diet. Now, a lot of people are probably wondering like, oh, is training for a show a lot different than training for whatever in the gym? And it's not really that different. And again, a lot of people, when they see me or see people really leaning out for a show or a photo shoot or whatever they're leaning out for, it's like, oh my God, you must be training so hard. 
I train hard all the time, right? It's the diet. It's the nutrition that ultimately determines how you look completely. Like, yes, training obviously has an impact and you need to train to build muscle. You need to train to retain muscle. But your nutrition completely dictates how you look and how much weight you lose or how much weight you gain completely. So the training has definitely been challenging me a lot more than the diet. And I think there's a few reasons. The first one being that since my injury in 2021, I have basically only been training four times a week. So for some of you, that might be a lot. For some of you, that might not seem like that much. When I was younger, I thought I was invincible. I would train six times a week or I would do like a three on one day off split and I could just recover like a like no problem. I would just recover, recover, recover. I was fine. But since my injury, and I don't know if it's the injury, I do feel like it it is the injury, but I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. I'm not really that old yet. So I don't think age has anything to do with it too much. But my recovery is just not what it used to be. I also don't know if it's just like the stress of my own company and running everything that just like stresses me out and my recovery isn't as good as it used to be. But I found post-injury, I could only train four times per week, especially because I couldn't hit upper body two days in a row, whereas I used to be able to train like back and biceps and then like shoulders and triceps back to back. I can't. So... (laughs) That has been something that I've been dealing with, but I found that training four times a week, I could push my body harder. I could recover more effectively and my workouts were better. They were a little longer than if I trained five times a week, but I was pretty comfortable training four times a week. I was basically doing two lower body days, two upper body days, splitting up the muscle groups. Now I'm training five times per week. And I think that just was like a big shock to my system and the like density of the workouts. So it's not necessarily like high reps by any means. It is it is pretty high reps, but I usually train higher rep. For those of you who think like higher rep is toning and lower rep is building muscle, like that's bullshit. It's not true. Literally, your muscles are going to grow with as, when you put tension on them, no matter if you're doing eight reps or a fucking hundred reps. If you're doing 100 reps, though, you probably don't actually have enough weight. (laughs) And I know I'm usually the one telling you guys, like, don't lift too heavy because you're probably not doing it right. But if you can do 100 reps, you can probably lift quite a bit heavier. However, my training has just been very dense, meaning the rest time, there's not a ton of rest times in there. Like my rest times are between like 30 to 45 seconds. There's lots of supersets. I'm not doing too many drop sets right now, but there's just a lot of density to my training, even just meaning like I have like five working sets, like five working. And one of my sets is like a triple set. So it's like three back to back exercises. And I do that five times. And that's just one set of my workouts. (laughs) So the workouts were honestly a bigger adjustment to me when I started this prep than the the dieting. My first two weeks of the diet were actually really easy. I was eating a lot of food, a lot of volume again. And then slowly things have been kind of getting cut back. My weight is very stubborn. It always has been. I don't like to limit myself, but I know how my body works. So does my coach. And it. I typically just lose weight and fat pretty slow. I also am a smaller individual, so I'm not super tall. It's not like I have a ton, ton of fat to lose. So if you think about it, like for me, losing even one pound per week is a pretty significant portion of my of my body weight. Like, for example, if you take one pound off of a hundred pound person compared to one pound off of a 200 pound person, that's like double the percentage when it comes to if we're if we're looking at your total body mass and how much of your body mass you are losing. So that's another thing to take into consideration is the smaller you are typically the slower your weight will go down because there is just less of it to lose. Of course, your actual fat mass and like body fat percentage is also going to matter as well when it comes to that. I won't get into the logistics of it because I'm already going off track. 
But essentially for a prep diet, I haven't struggled with it really much at all. This last week, it has been more challenging for me, the diet, because we did do a change up. I was also out of town. So I was back home in BC for about six days. And I think just, you know, when you're out of your routine and you're traveling, it's just a little more challenging usually to stick to your shit. And when you're prepping for a show, you got to stick to your shit. Like there's no, you can't just be like, oh, I was out of town. I didn't do my cardio. Oh, I was out of town. I didn't get my meals in. Like, no, you just do it. You just get your shit in. So I think just being out of my normal routine was what made it more challenging. But my weight did drop this morning. And if you're one of my clients or you've listened to the podcast, you'll know weight is definitely not everything. It's totally not. And it's challenging in when you're competing because, of course, if you're competing in a show, we get a little more wrapped up in the scale than if you're literally just training or doing a program to look good. But the comparable thing is that in both instances, it doesn't matter how much you weigh. Like when you're up on stage, the judges aren't going to be like, hey, get on a scale. Hey, I'm going to bring out my calipers and measure your body fat percentage. It really doesn't matter what your weight is or even it does matter your body fat percentage, but it's not like they're going to take your body fat percentage. So you just have to look fucking good. You have to look better than everyone else. So I tr- I'm trying really hard to not get hung up on the scale. But again, when you're prepping, the reality is like I'm not putting on much muscle right now. <laughs> so I do know that the scale needs to come down because I do like I need to reduce my body fat percentage. That's just the reality of it. So it's challenging when you're in that headspace to like not let the scale affect you even more so than if you're just on like a weight loss journey. Another interesting dynamic when it comes to competing is you have a deadline, right? So I was recently talking about this with one of my mentors, and I think it's called like Parkinson's Law. I honestly can't remember, so you can Google it up. But it's kind of like talking about how whatever timeline you set for yourself to achieve a goal is how long it's going to take you. So like even for example, if you're like, oh, I'm going to clean the house this week, it's going to take you the whole week because you don't really know when you're going to do it. But if you're like, I'm going on vacation tomorrow, I need to get this house cleaned up that it's going to take you one day because you know you have to get it done in that day. So competing is very much the same. Like you have to have your shit dialed in because you know you're stepping on stage in X date on X day. So I do, I always kind of like to discuss this with my clients as well, even though their um, programs are definitely not as strict as a competition prep, but like having a timeline for yourself because it's so easy to be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, I'll get started tomorrow. So like when you set a goal, no matter what that goal is, give yourself a deadline because that deadline is going to help create discipline within you to stay compliant to your plan of action. Because again, we all know how crazy life can get. And that's something that I really do like about competing, although it is definitely stressful because right now I'm about, I'm just under 16 weeks out. Again, by the time this episode comes out, it's probably going to be closer to 15 weeks out. And obviously that adds a little bit of stress, especially we have the scale going on. And it's, it's also challenging just to not compare because I know the last two times I competed my stage weight, And I've put on a ton more muscle since then. But like I was 99 pounds when I stepped on stage the first time. The second time I was 108 pounds and I was not lean enough. But like in my head, like right now I'm so far from 108 pounds and 99 pounds. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. Like I don't even know what my stage weight is going to be right now. But my coach told me that it's probably not even going to be close to what it used to be. So that makes me feel a lot better. Because I'm like, man, I got 15 weeks and I still got all this fat to lose. But my my coach is really, really fantastic. Again, what I like about him a lot is, of course, obviously, he knows that I work in the industry. And well, first off, some trainers won't even take on other trainers, which in my opinion, it just kind of like 
makes them look stupid because, <laughs> you know, because it's like, oh, like this person might know more than me, so I'm not going to coach them or something. So that's kind of weird to me. But what I really like about him is the fact that he is very open to hearing me out when it comes to everything because I do ask a decent amount of questions and he's very open to like being a team and working collectively on it because I have worked with a different coach who really just told me like trust the process and I was like well I think this and this and my body this 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 and they were like trust the process trust the process and I'm like I don't trust that you're making the best decision for me because you're not backing up anything that you're doing and same thing with my clients like of course, trusting the process is really important and it's very important to be patient and it is very important to trust your coach. It's very important to have faith because, again, sometimes we might not fully understand why our coach put something in our plan, but you can ask. And for me, like whenever I put something in my client's plan, I have a reason why I put that in that plan so I can explain myself. And I want my clients to understand the reasoning behind why we do things so that they have that knowledge. Not only does that build more trust, it gives them that information so that they understand why they're doing things, especially if they have resistance towards doing that thing. And then they have that knowledge to take with them, right? So yeah, I really like that my coach is very open to discussing everything. He always answers all of my questions. He always asks me like my opinion. I literally check in with him. Like I'm, I talk to him every single day. And especially when it comes to competing, it is so important to have good communication and a good relationship with your coach because you're trusting them with your body. And prep is no joke. Like you're pushing your body to the limit. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be tired. You're going to have an immense amount of stress. And if you aren't focused and dialed in post-show, you can do some serious damage to your metabolism and to your hormones and your body. So when you are trusting someone to help you with that, it's really important. It's it's really important that they know their shit and that you feel comfortable communicating with them and being open, especially open about what you're struggling or questions that you have. So I think that about sums up my first little episode on my competition prep If you guys do have any questions, because I know a lot of you are fascinated by prep and you probably have some questions about the journey. So if you do have any, definitely send me a message on Instagram at Nifina. Send me your questions and I will answer them on the next prep update episode. And if you are interested in working with Cut and Conquer or and or entering our giveaway, make sure you do head over to my Instagram page at Nifina and or my business page at Cut and Conquer Fitness. Check out those giveaway posts that are up. We're going to be announcing the winner on Valentine's Day, February 14th. So make sure you do enter in for that opportunity because you can win a customized plan. We'll be tailoring it exactly to you, to your goals, to your body structure, to whether you train at home, whether you train at the gym, what equipment you have. So super fun, super excited to be giving that away to someone who really deserves it, maybe hasn't felt worthy of investing in themselves so that we can make a difference in your life and your family's life as well. Because if you show up as a better version of you, everyone else in your life is also going to reap the benefit of that. So appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys like this one, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me and see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. 
And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life.